<sighs> Welcome back to the Depressed Cincinnati Sports Fan Podcast. I am Jesse Mapati. I am really upset right now because I just recorded a podcast and I pretty much effed up by putting this edition of the podcast into the my last podcast and combine it both. Oh, so I got to do this over again. <laughs> so bear with me. I'm kind of pissed off, but it's all good. So on this podcast, let's do this all over again. So on this podcast, we're going to talk about the Cincinnati Bearcats football team. Winning again. You guessed it. At the buzzer. Game winning field goal. This team got to stop doing this to me. Like, my blood pressure each time I watch this team, especially two of the last three games, I'm like, you guys got to stop doing this to me. Y'all done. Y'all done. F me up. Like, stop it. (laughs) So the Bearcats... Took on the South Florida Bulls this past Saturday down in Tampa, Florida. The Bulls are playing their home games. They've been playing their home games at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers football stadium. Raymond James Stadium. By the way, there was no one at that game. Shout out to all the Bearcat fans that made a trip down to Tampa Tampa Bay. You guys are the, definitely the real ones. But good Lord. That environment was terrible. It's terrible. But, in my last podcast, I did say that this game scares me. It scared me because I knew the Bulls were 4-5, and but I didn't care for the record. South Florida still has players and have good players. And the Bearcats, they've been shaky lately. And every team here is going to give the Bearcats their best shot. So, I came into the game thinking that this game is going to be close. And it was. But the first half of this game, good Lord, the Bearcats offense did absolutely nothing. So they get the ball to begin the game. They go three and out. South Florida gets the ball. They go right down the field in their first offensive possession of the game. Trayvon Sands, four-yard touchdown run, made it 7 nothing South Florida at the 10-25 mark of the first quarter. 7-0 Bulls and the first. Like I said, the Bearcats offense was nonchalant in the first half. Spencer Schrader, a name that you will hear later on in this podcast. God bless that kid. He connected on a 28-yard field goal in the second quarter to make it 10-0 South Florida. And that was the score. 10-0 South Florida at halftime. Terrible. Terrible. Worst half of football all year by the Bearcats on the offensive side. It was just terrible. I'm just thinking to myself, good Lord, you picked a bad time to have your worst half of football in this game with the stakes that is on the line. I'm like, come on now. Second half comes, Bearcats get the ball. They go right down the field. I'm like, finally, the Temple started picking up on offense. Jared Dokes, one-yard touchdown run, 10-7 South Florida. I'm thinking to myself, momentum's definitely going to be on offside. We're going to get this train going. Nope, South Florida gets the ball in their first possession in the second half. They go right down the field in two minutes. Mitchell Wilcox, four-yard touchdown catch from Jordan McLeod. 17-7 South Florida. I'm thinking to myself, how in the hell are you going to allow this team, after you go right down the field, your best offensive drive the whole game to start the second half, and then the defense, who have been playing so well in this game, you're just going to say, ah, F it. You know what? We're good. No, you're just going to allow South Florida to just go right down the field like that. Really? I was very discouraged at that moment. I'm thinking to myself, well, there goes uh, 
that goes on New Year's Six Bowl aspirations. <sighs> I was just thinking to myself, this is this is not looking good. We're gonna lose this game. But thankfully, the defense was able to step up after that terrible, terrible opening second half. Just that was just terrible. Sam Crosa connected on a 40-yard, 41-yard field goal to make it 17-10 South Florida. And that was the score at the end of the third quarter. Bearcats tied it up pretty much 14 seconds, 34 seconds into the fourth quarter. Michael Warren, two-yard touchdown run, tied the game up at 17. And then the Bearcats, Sam Crosa, that man, he did it again. He did it in Greenville, North Carolina two weeks ago. He did it again this past Saturday in Tampa, Florida. 37-yard field goal at the buzzer. Number 17, Cincinnati. 20, South Florida, 17. Unbelievable. I, I'm, I, I, was just, I was at my buddy's house watching the game. And I was just like, I'm not going to watch this kick. Then we're like, you know what? Let's man up. Stop being a beat. Man up. Let's watch it. And we both did. And we're like, yes. 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 You guys want to see this? You guys want to hear the stats in this game on the Bearcats side? Because, yeah. <clears throat> so the Bearcats had 15 first downs, 278 total yards of offense, 78 passing yards. Good Lord. Thankful for the running game of Jared Dokes and Michael Warren. 200 yards of total rushing. The Bearcats have to get together in the penalty yards. They're they are pretty much the one of the worst teams in, the, in FBS when it comes to penalty yards as a team. 10 penalties for 60, 62 yards. Turnover battle was even on both sides, 1-1. One one. Bearcats got a big strip fumble by Javon Hicks late in that, late in that game. I think it was towards the middle part of the fourth quarter when the Bulls would South, South Florida was driving towards the middle field and Javon Hicks just stripped that ball and recovered it. That was huge because it looked like South Florida was going to either drive the score a touchdown and I would have said, well, that's probably game. But thankfully, the Bearcats, one of the leaders in the country when it comes to taking the football away, one of the biggest tournaments of the, of the year right there. Desmond Ritter, our quarterback, our starting quarterback, sophomore. <clears throat> he was 9 for 18 for 78 yards. I'm not lying. That was his total stats for the whole game. 78 yards of passing. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got to say. I mean, it was really, Des was dinged up. And here's what Luke Fickle said. He said that Dez got dinged up early, didn't look as crisp and clean against South Florida, obviously. But Coach said he's confident that Ritter will be healthy and ready to go Saturday against Temple. I mean, I hope so. And then during his AAC conference call on Monday, he was asked that is Dez able to throw 100%? And here's what Coach said. He said... I don't know that for a fact just yet. We haven't we we haven't had practice yet. He just wasn't feeling it. He got a little dinged up early the very first series of the game, but I would assume he will be perfectly fine and ready to roll. It's not like he's hurt. I think sometimes confidence-wise 
We all get into those situations where it doesn't look as as crisp and as clean. It's tough on a quarterback, but give South Florida some credit. They did some things a little different and mixed up on him <clears throat> and did a really good job at maybe even more confusing him and us more than anything. Yeah, you can give South Florida defense credit for confusing the hell out of Des Ritter and the Bearcats offense and Fickle, but... Dez is hurt. Dez has not looked himself. After the Houston game where Dez played really well, the last three games, it hasn't been well. It hasn't been good for Dez. He hasn't even thrown for over 200 yards. Pretty much he's been under 200 yards when it comes to the passing games these last these last several games. So that's a little bit concerning. Is Dez hurt? Has he been hurt for a while? Will they say that he's been hurt for a while? No, they won't say that. But especially these next two games, you're playing, a, you're playing against a good Temple team with a good, they have a very good defense, and then you're playing Memphis, <coughs> who can score the ball at, at will. You're gonna need a out, you're gonna need to outscore Memphis. That means you gotta throw the ball because they're gonna key on the Bear, Bearcats running game, and they're gonna dare the Bearcats to throw the football. So, it's very concerning. But let's just hope that Dez is, can be healthy by Friday, by Friday, by Saturday. Let's hope. Because we're going to need him. We're going to need him these next two games. We're going to need him. I mean, I'm seeing the stats here. Dez had 12 carries for 18 yards <clears throat> against South Florida. By the way, I want to I rant on our offensive coordinator, Mike Denbrock, who we got from Notre Dame. This guy is utterly shit. This guy's terrible. Like, you know that Dez is hurt, but you keep calling quarterback draws during the game? What are you doing? The hell are you trying to... Are you trying to get a quarterback even more hurt? Like, this guy calls the worst plays ever. I'm like, Fickle, get this guy out of your staff. Just unbelievable. Like, Denbrock is not a good OC, and I hope the Bearcats part ways with him after the season. We need a new offensive coordinator. There I say, we. I kind of want Ryan Day as an OC. Look at what he's doing with the Buckeyes offense, even though they haven't played anybody, but still, they're dynamic as F. So, sheesh. My goodness. That's my rant on Mike Denbrock. He's just... Oof. If you guys haven't watched the Bearcats football game, tune in to Saturday against Temple, 7 p.m. on ESPN2. Tune in that game and just watch the the play calling by Denbrock. It is utterly garbage. And you're going to feel my anger that I have towards him when you're watching the game and saying, damn, this guy can't call plays for crap. Like, really? 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 Ugh. My goodness. But shout out to the Bearcats running game of Michael Warren and Jared Dokes. Mike had 26 carries for 134 yards and a touchdown run. Jared Dokes had 10 carries for 48 yards in a touchdown run. The Bearcats' victory gave them a share of the AAC East Division title. So if the Bearcats beat Temple on Saturday, the Bearcats are outright champs in the East Division title. Here's what Coach said about it. He said, It's unbelievable that a group of guys in there, that group of guys in there, when you can go out there and not have your best, meaning the first half, just not playing, nothing clicking, to find a way on the road 
we need to find a way to all pull together. When those guys believe in each other, they're very hard to beat. This team is very resilient, and this team does not give up. And I love that. I love this about this team. Don't get me wrong. I love the way this team doesn't give up. But I'm sick of just... You cannot be cannot be getting ahead of games. You can't be going down in games early like that. You, you're not going to get away with that against Temple or against Memphis or in the AAC Conference Changer game. You're not. You're not going to get away with that. Mm, mm. It's not going to happen again. You're not going to play East Carolina. You're not going to play South Florida anymore. Mm-mm. In these next three to three potential games left of the season, you can't get down in games like that. You can't because you're going to have a hard time coming back. And it's going to come back to bite you. So I hope this Bearcats team will learn from the East Carolina game, especially the South Florida game, <clears throat> and realize that we got to start fast and we got to be consistent throughout the whole game. They got to. They got to. So the Bearcats, okay, actually, before I preview the Temple game, Spencer Schrader, I'm sorry, man. I am really am. South Florida Bulls kicker. He missed three field goals in the second quarter from 50, 53, and 43. And then he missed a 28-yard field goal late in the game with about two minutes left. It hit the crossbar, and it didn't go in. I was watching the game, and I remember when... He was lined up for the field goal. The way the angle of that field goal was, it was very suspect. I'm thinking this kid's confidence is very low. He is not gonna make. He's not gonna make it. But the but there was something in the back of my head thinking, oh shoot, he actually couldn't make it. But just looking at that angle, uh-uh, it was a bad angle. As soon as he hit it and he hit the crossbar, I thought the ball was gonna go right in it. I'm like, shoot, that's gonna go in. It didn't. I was like, oh my gosh. At first, I was like, oh. But second, I was like, damn, Spencer, I'm sorry, bro. Actually, I wasn't, but at the same time, I was like, damn, you missed four field goals in the football game. But, Spencer, listen, you're lucky that South Florida doesn't have a fan base. I bet no South Florida Bull fans on Twitter were giving you crap. They weren't. They don't care about South Florida football and Charlie Strong. They don't care about them. So, I hope you have a better game. I hope you... Make some field goals in your next game. I think you guys play Central Florida, I believe. Either next week or this coming Saturday. I don't know. But for your sake, Spencer, I hope you make at least three field goals and only miss just one. So a moment of silence for Spencer Strouder. Okay. Bearcats are now 9-1, 6-0 in the American Athletic Conference, and they will host the Temple Owls this coming Saturday night. On senior night, 7 p.m. on ESPN2. Like I said, if UC wins, they clinch the East outright title. Temple comes into the game 7-3, 4-2 in AAC play. Temple's best win this year. They defeated Memphis, who at Memphis at the time the Tigers were 23rd. They beat them 30-28 at home back in October the 12th. Last year, the Bearcats played Temple at the Eagle Stadium at that Lincoln Lincoln Financial Field. I believe it is. Bearcats lost that game in overtime 24-17 on October 20th. Bearcats came in that game ranked 20th and 6-0. Bearcats got robbed. That game was utter shit. We should have won that game. But, you know, AAC refs. I hope those refs are not at the game on Saturday against Temple. 
this time at Nipper, if they are, I'm just gonna be like, oh no, but I bet they will because they just they want me to they want me to yell. They want me to blame the refs. They want me to. Oh my gosh. So so on Monday, they announced the time for the UC and Memphis game in Memphis on Black Friday on November 29th. On November 29th, the game will be now be at 3:30 on ABC. So when you guys are eating your Thanksgiving leftovers, the whole nation's going to be watching the Bearcats and Tigers. And in that game, it's going to pretty much decide who's going to be the home team in the American Athletic Conference Championship game, which will be on December 7th, same day as the Crosstown shootout between UC and Xavier. <coughs> what a day of athletics that's going to be for UC. Basketball, football. They save the Bearcats win on Saturday because of spot in the AAC Conference Championship game. They win the football and then they win basketball on that same day. That could be the best day of my life. Forget my wedding day. Forget me having kids. That's the best day of my life. December 7th, 2019. That's the best day of my life. If both the Bearcats and Bearcats basketball team, football and basketball, win their games. Lord, I'll be in cloud nine. But the sports guys are going to say no. I guarantee it. <laughs> Hell, they might lose both of those games. <laughs> I know it's going to happen. Just my luck. Oh, my gosh. So, that's pretty much it for this podcast. The Bearcats men's basketball team are going to the <coughs> U.S. Virgin Islands to play in the Paradise Jam Tournament Classic. They'll be playing the Illinois State on Friday at 5.30 p.m. Listen to the game on 700WW. Do not watch the game on Flow Hoops TV because you will have to pay. And you want to pay money for a tournament that's only two days? No. Listen to the game on 700 Listen to Dan Horde on 700WW. That's your best bet. If you want to pay the money and watch the game live, go ahead. Would I? Am I going to change my mind from, from here, from now until Friday? Maybe. Because I... I I love listening to the game on radio, but at the same time, I kind of want to watch it. Kind of want to, like, you know, watch the game because I have to recap this game. I have to talk about it on the podcast. So, we'll see. But I'm still going to listen to the game on the radio. But I might switch it. I might change my mind last minute. I guarantee it. Because I'm Jesse, and I like watching games on TV or on the computer. Not hearing them because I don't have the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. So, the next time I'm going to do a podcast will be either next Sunday or next Monday because basketball, Bearcats basketball don't play till Friday and UC doesn't play till Saturday. What do you guys want me to do? Recap the Bengals? <laughs> what a joke. I ain't going to do that. All right, guys, y'all take care. <laughs> Recap the Bengals. See y'all next week.